0: Let me say it again. According to the latest numbers from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, more than 40% of American adults will be obese by the year 2030, if current trends hold. All this week, we're looking at how growth in body size is changing all kinds of planning assumptions in the U.S. economy. Yesterday, we spoke with an MIT mathematician whose fresh approach to obesity has put him on the public health team at the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive Kidney Diseases. Dr. Carson Chow told us yesterday that finding the right model, the right set of equations to track food availability with aspects of human metabolism allows planners to test assumptions and simulate policy changes that might have an impact on the obese population or even prevent obesity from happening at all. When you take in food, you eat carbs, protein, and fat, and they get... They either get burned just to keep you alive and do your daily activities, or anything that that you eat that's in excess of what you need gets partitioned into some of the tissue. Dr. Chow there, a mathematician, had a similar conversation with some reporters at the New York Times, which quickly became the most emailed item at the Times' website, which seems to have alarmed Michael Moyer, senior editor at Scientific American, who joins us now in the studio. Mathematician talking about public health seems to have rung some bells for you a little bit.
1: Well, I think that Dr. Chow's analysis is um, is is important, um, but I think that it's a little simplistic. And I think that some of the things that he talks about, for instance, in the New York Times interview, um, uh, is trying to make the equations as simple as possible. Now, as we know, obesity and metabolism isn't really all that simple. And uh, specifically, he has the assumption that calories in minus calories out equals fat. And that has this uh, entrenched assumption that all calories are equal. And a lot of work in um, biochemistry, in the study of metabolism, has been showing that all calories are not really equal, and we need to be able to split out the kinds of calories that we're eating to be able to have a better idea of what we should be eating and about how the best policy ways are to solve this obesity crisis. Is that complexity,
0: though, is the way that you describe it, run the risk of suggesting to the population that's at risk here that these kinds of things are unknowable? It's so complex that you can't really understand what's going on, so you might as well just do the best you can and, you know, wake up uh, 20 years later and you, you, you weigh 300 pounds.
1: Well, I think there's no magic bullet, and I don't think anyone working in obesity would, would say that. Um, however, if we have this approach of the mathematician or the physicist, the, as they say, the thermodynamics diet, right, um, basically use more calories than you burn, um, you run the risk of um, not being able to tackle the problem because clearly this message is not working. Right. It's very hard for people to be able to uh, come down and, and reduce the amount of calories that they have, because a lot of the way the calories that we're eating are have an effect on our bodies that make us hungrier later on. Right. Uh, specifically, I'm talking about a lot of the um, processed carbohydrates we eat, a lot of the sugars. Um, these foods create uh, insulin spikes, and what happens after you have them is that this, the glucose that you eat goes into your fat cells, and then two hours later, you're hungry. It's the old Chinese food bit, right? After you, you eat Chinese food, you're, you're hungry two hours later. Well, this is happening to us on a nationwide scale, and this is the sort of problem that we have that's, that's not really best addressed by looking at calories in minus calories out. Senior
0: editor at Scientific American Michael Moyer joins us. We're talking about the CDC uh, obesity statistics. More than 40 percent of American adults will be obese by the year 2030. I heard Dr. Chow also saying, though, Dr. Carson Chow, the mathematician that you're critiquing this morning, saying that, you know, what we do need and mathematics can be a useful tool here are models so that we can simulate policies and and inputs to the system that might actually have an impact rather than just. You know, whacking people over the head with behavioral messages that, you know, can't necessarily be distinguished from the noise of food marketing, which is a much, much more powerful message. Isn't mathematics a useful tool here, particularly since we're talking about a mass scale population? We're not talking about a a real subset.
1: One of, the, one of the really important conclusions that Dr. Chow comes to, I think, is this uh, abundance of food idea that he has, and that we're producing so much food, especially since the 1970s, and all these excess calories are uh, coming in and making us fat. And I think that's true, but not necessarily for the reasons that he cites. If you look at the types of calories that we're, we're supporting in um, something such as the Farm Bill, right, which is up for, um, for debate again this year, we're spending $5 billion as a nation in um, direct payments to... The uh, producers of commodity crops such as uh, corn and soy, and that corn is which we've done for
0: years, which, which we've, we've done, done for, for yeah, years, yeah, right?
1: Yeah. Which which we've done for years, and you know, initially as a way to be able to feed the nation. Well, we we are feeding the nation pretty well right now, um, but it's these cheap calories, right? It's the cheap calories that come in in the terms of these um, these uh, processed flours um, and of uh, the, uh, the corn syrups uh, that go into so many products that we have now. These cheap cheap calories are the ones that are spectacularly bad for us. And you have a farm bill that supports these calories and really doesn't do anything for what all nutrition researchers agree we should be eating more of, which is fruits and vegetables and whole grains. So
0: the math is clear. Michelle Obama should probably spend a little less time doing music videos for kids, which is important, and focusing on shutting down the farm bill and these subsidies but the president is you know not really taking much time on the farm bill and there's all this kind of feel good stuff the math would say You've got to spend way more time on this uh, subsidy pot side of the
1: equation. In this month's Scientific American, our House editorial basically says the government is working at cross-purposes. You have these public health messages coming out and saying we should be eating fewer of these calories and fewer of these bad calories. And on the other hand, you have the government giving $5 billion in subsidies to these bad calories. And until we resolve that, this obesity crisis is going to continue. As a Scientific
0: American senior editor, can we unpack the bad calories thing here in the minute before we go? It's not so much bad calories. It's that we are evolved to expect the availability of those kinds of carbohydrates to be very episodic, very few and far between. But when you create a food system that keeps those calories, those super calories, you know, around all
1: the time, you're going to have problems. Right, exactly. I mean, all things in moderation, but it's just so hard to avoid the types of calories that really spike your insulin. And what insulin does is it brings these calories into fat cells. And then you find that you have low blood sugar because all your blood sugar has been Pulled into fat cells, and so then you're you're hungry again a little bit later, and so it's, it's this mechanism, and then over time, of course, you become uh, inured to insulin, and so and you then just we got the diabetes and problems, and then you which we're going to diabetes. About. You're going to make peace with Dr. Chow. Uh, I think Dr. Chow is, is doing great work. I just think that uh, some more nuance in the equations would be useful.
0: Michael Moyer, senior editor at Scientific American, continuing our discussion of the, the, the sort of sociological and scientific implications of the obesity figures. More than 40 percent of American adults will be obese by the year 2030. Join the conversation, eight seven seven eight my take or post a comment at patco8.org. Thanks, Michael. Thank you.